Hey guys, welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast, the only podcast where the guest picks the topic of every single episode. My name is Corey Tyndall, and as always, I am your host. And this week we have returning podcast guest and New York City comedian Dan Polzello to come and talk about Teddy Roosevelt. Um, if you missed the first episode that he did, it was on World War One and World War Two. Honestly, even if you're not a huge history buff, I thought it was one of the most entertaining podcasts that we've done. So he came back and wanted to give uh, essentially the same type of podcast on um, our president from the early 1900s, Teddy Roosevelt. Um, we get into some of his policies, um, how he was as a person, why he won, why he was liked, why he lost, why people hated him, etc. So I, I think this stuff is super interesting, and I think it's pretty entertaining too. So even if you're not a huge history buff, I think you're going to like this one. You can follow him at Dan Pulzello on Instagram and TikTok. Um, he's got a bunch of followers there. You've probably seen some of his videos. Uh, he's gone pretty viral a couple of times um, with his Europeans versus America videos. So go check him out there. And then um, he's doing shows all around the city and in Connecticut coming up here. So if you're in the city, go check him out. And as always, follow me at Corey T Comedy on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, etc. Um, and come to my show every Monday at 7.30 at Greenwich Village Comedy Club, where Dan has been a couple of times. So come see us, come say hey, and enjoy the episode. too nice he'll he'll yeah you're his best friend now. he already knows i'm um, good cop yep yep i'm the mean one <laughs> he will just jab his the amount of padding he has on the, the top of his head oh i know he looks like he was bred to look stupid <laughs> you know what i mean like just that meat at the top of your head i mean i don't know why so, like, I guess we could get into dog evolution real quick if we want to. <laughs> but, like, he's a retriever. Why does a dog that, like, retrieves ducks need to be this big? I know. He's gigantic. His head is mad. He's, like, 100 pounds. Yeah. Go, for the listeners, go go look at the YouTube. You'll see him walking around and, like, yeah. looking at us during he's the podcast. So trying to describe. Oh, he's the best. He's, yeah, he's, he's He is, like, like, I like a dog you can wrestle with. Yeah. You know, just like rough them up. You're I'm I am the opposite of afraid I could ever break this dog. Oh, yeah, seriously. And also just like you look at him and it's like, I don't think he's ever had a bad thought in his no. life. Like his temperament is just like, what is pain? Like if you broke his leg, he'd be like, that's weird. My leg's not working. Oh, uh, maybe this will get better. I bet it will. <laughs> Life's worked out so far. <laughs> wow, what a good life. Oh, he's going to do it. He's going to jump. Nope. I don't know if he's got the He's stuck. The he he like doesn't have enough room here. Yeah. Um he has totally charged me before. It's just like he also loves a loves a nut shot. Like oh. when he's jumping up oh, paw yeah. right in the crotch. I can't believe as big as he is how much he was jumping when I came in. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. I think it also surprises people because he's like seven years old, which is like oh, for a lab. Buddy. You know, he's yeah. not a spry young chap anymore. He also definitely knows we're talking about him. Yeah, he does. He's got I a mean, dress we are like just staring the at the wall. <laughs> just look at the camera. He's pacing. It's uh, throwing me off. Yeah. But anyway, Fitz, I'm sorry. You're not the... Uh, 
The star. You're not the star of this podcast. Yeah, go lay on the bed. Go start your own podcast. Where's your grind? Where's your side Oh, hustle? my God. His podcast would get so many more views than my podcast. Are you yeah. kidding? And it was just the sound of him breathing. <laughs> yeah. But like a video he'd component, lab- too. He'd label it as ASMR, and then yeah. it would become a fetish on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be the... That would be the... Uh, the the demo would just be like Connecticut girls who had thirteen year olds <laughs> dogs yeah. growing up. Yep, <clears throat> man. Yeah, you can. I can. The people who stop and and like bug me about him, don't eat the microphone. Um, are are definitely like you are not from the city. Yeah, no. that's for sure. But anyway, um, this podcast. Is it a continuation of the last one? <laughs> See, I don't know what your thought because the original, and maybe we could still do this, yeah. um, was to do it on tyrants because Netflix just put out that documentary yeah, on like crushed. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was so good. Um, but then I asked you, do you want to do that or do you want to do something else? And you picked Teddy Roosevelt. So, let, what is what is the thought behind? this what are what are you thinking with this podcast right now because obviously i know who he is but yeah um i think he's well we did have i'm only here because of one person was like i have dan back on to rant about history (laughs) so this is really we should have asked him or her it's not a girl no tell you that much it's definitely not a girl (laughs) but we really should have just asked him like what do you want to hear yeah right dan talk about (laughs) i thought like well teddy roosevelt's like precursor to world war one so i guess that makes sense um but i could talk tyrants i could talk no let's let's definitely do teddy roosevelt the issue with asking my friend who um the uh yeah the biggest issue with him is that he would want to get into every little tactic of every little battle and i know (laughs) i know you would do it yeah but i think it'd be just him listening at that point there are books that i've like (laughs) the the books that i've read about world war ii are like an active thought when i'm reading this is like no one else is reading like this sucks like i mean it does it it does some of the books suck because they're so dense with like so that's like an active thought is like i don't think but then usually when you're thinking about those things, it's like, no, actually, those are the things that people are really interested in. Right. The shit that's like, no one would ever. It's like, no, you'd yeah. be surprised. There's like weirdos. I think a lot of it has to do with age as well. Like the Amazon analytics has all of the buyers of the book above the age of 65 and then one dot where you are at. Yeah. At, in your late 20s. And the AARP already has you on a list. I don't They're know. like, this guy yeah. is going to be a prime. And then what do I member. do? With, also, what do I do? If this is my reading taste now, it's like, what do I do with my midlife crisis? Is like, how do you get? I used to start reading Twilight. I think you go yeah, backwards. I, just the Benjamin button of like yeah. reading insane. Like, oh, these teenage romance novels are pretty good. Yeah. I just read a, I read a book about like Al-Qaeda. Ida. Okay. And uh, that was like, I was like, this shit happened too recently. Like it was, it was, it was really good. It was the looming tower. Like uh, I recommend I've heard it. of that. It's actually. on Hulu now. I think it's like a dramedy, not dramedy. Uh, <laughs> I, Al-Qaeda is hilarious. Yeah, it's kind of like a will they, won't they <laughs> blow up the world trade center. Um, Spo- spoiler by uh, history. Yeah. So like I've been, I've been dipping my toes into uh, that's, like more recent shit but. that's good did you hear about malcolm gladwell's new book no which one is it it's about essentially the guys who created the air force mm-hmm. and like how they uh 
like all of the drama that went around internally while they were trying to figure out the best way to like bomb Japan and oh Germany. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, and he was talking about how like bombers in World War Two had like a one and a half percent success rate because oh, yeah. they were so they were so high up. The physics wasn't there yet, and they were just dropping bombs in the middle of like fields, or they would get shot at. The pilot was nineteen, and he'd just like veer off into fucking yeah. Norway, and the the casualty and- <laughs> rates. The casualty rates too were just like brutal. Like you right. would, that was what made Catch Twenty Two like such a funny book. Is just like you're dealing with every single one of the, those people in that book is like I'm gonna fucking die. Like they're all yeah. like the the casualty rate was so fucking high for bombers and like did it really matter? And like I just listen to this podcast about like think about like it's probably has something to do with like the Air Force, but like think about like if you were to like napalming Tokyo. Yeah, it was something. It was like hundreds of thousands of like people. It killed so many more people yeah, than yeah, the atomic yeah. bombs. Yeah, and like that. Like, how do you strategize? Like, all right, well, how much? You're you're like somebody had to do the math on that. It's like, okay, well, we have this many bombs. Like, we drop them here. Like, we're trying to wipe out the because the issue with Tokyo was like so many of the civilians were just like making weapons in their houses. Oh, so it was like really desegregated like industry. So it was like, well, we have to bomb the civilians. I was like, I don't know if you really did, but yeah, there because it was so spread out. That was why they like completely wiped Tokyo off the map. Was because like there's so many mom and pop shops. Yeah, that were like making bullets. Well, he shit. he actually gets into. I listened to a podcast with him talk about the book, and he gets into that internally. There was the guy who started the Air Force mm-hmm. didn't want to like napalm people. Yeah. Like that wasn't his thing, but the success rate was so low that the that one of the army generals eventually took over the air force and he was like fucking ruthless. And that was all his idea. And so like they, there was a huge argument of like whether they should go after Tokyo and then how they should go after Tokyo. Mm -hmm. And they realized, well, they build their entire town out of wood. Yeah. So we're just going to napalm it. And then the entire town is just going to burn down and that's going to be it. The craziest part though is Japan gave that general who napalmed Tokyo, the highest honor a non-Japanese person could have Why, after did it? after the war yeah oh my god and nobody like still nobody knows why exactly this dude is being honored for like killing uh, hundreds of thousands of people that's so japanese but th- <laughs> they were just like like nice job with that massacre you're pretty we would have done that to you know we would have done that to you but we didn't get to it it's so just, like our the the thought that i had as he was going through how we attacked Japan was like it reminded me of the night from Monty Python and the Holy Grail yeah. where it's just like hey we just burned Tokyo to the ground you gonna surrender and they're yeah. like nah nah all right so we're gonna send this one nuclear bomb at you you gonna surrender nah yeah the fact all right that- so we're gonna send another one and they they, they it, palmed like four cities yeah. it also like <laughs> they're just like they're dead laying on the ground like fuck you there is also like an <laughs> alternate reality where like that we dropped the second <laughs> atomic bomb and because uh Russia didn't declare war on Japan like if Russia doesn't declare war on Japan, then I think you drop like another two bombs on them. Like, For real? Yeah. The, wow. the issue of the issue of Russia like <laughs> turning from the east and like or turning from the west and focusing their entire war machine on Japan. Japan was like that. That's it. Like that was a as big of a like they need to was, show us more respect. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, and then like at that point, if you're like the Japanese high command, you're like. 
the the conversations that they must have had of just like all right well how many cities did we like how many <laughs> cities did we and the guy was like here's the cities we lost today yeah I was like what should we do I was like well, we're not gonna surrender <laughs> like it's such that it's like Hitler's uh. bunker of like this like in like Hitler had his uh like a birthday party when he was in the bunker and like there was like you could hear the ground shaking from like the bombs getting closer and he still had a birthday party. Yeah. Like just, it only comes once a year, Dan. Yeah. When you're at that like insane <laughs> extreme, it's just like, you just, you just become a at lunatic. that point. Like why cancel the party? You know, it's, yeah, you know, you're thing. fucked. You're like, sorry, we're going to cancel this. We're all going to die. It's like, well, we might as well go out having yeah. fun. Right. Which would have been like probably a pretty lit, party by nazi standards oh, for sure yeah i'm just like we're not like yeah. you know you'd make a pass on somebody in the bunker like hey those, those nazis it, can rage yeah on the you dance know floor. it's probably it <laughs> this is probably it yeah. uh i know you're not busy yeah <laughs> i'm not busy what do so, we... so here's the thing i really think you should give it a shot <laughs> <laughs> yeah that like uh, end of the world yeah, that shit's so ridiculous. all right um other other side note have you watched the samurai documentary no on Netflix? that's so fucking up my alley it's so good oh, you gotta watch that one maybe that's the next podcast we do is the samurai documentary yeah. watch it on netflix this is it dan and i this is what we get for living alone is just way too much oh history. my god you can way tell too much history that neither of our girlfriends live with us because <laughs> no. we get away no. <laughs> i was i was facetiming my girlfriend and she was like are you listening to jazz and i was like yeah, kind of. She's like, are you listening to a documentary about jazz? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's kind of more what I do. That's, that's my speed. I need the visual stimulation oh, God. as well. Ken Burns' History of Jazz, dude. I just is, listened to a podcast with him. Too. Oh, my God. It is so fucking meditative Ugh. so beautiful all right Love i'm really it. mad that i'm gonna have to go watch this now yeah it's, and boy when I'll i tell watch you it. it's 15 fucking <laughs> hours when i tell all right, you so i'll put on hard, hardcore history after that and then i'll put on oh my God, formula yeah. one before that and make it a real day that my girlfriend <laughs> will completely dump me over. i like feel bad recommending <laughs> the things that i like because it's like listen this is gonna take up like i recommended a book about uh it was like a three book series about the rwandan genocide and like i recommended it to a friend and he was like i couldn't make it through the first book and i was like yeah you know in hindsight <laughs> three books is kind of by the third book you're like okay i get it oh my god so like my recommendations always come with like listen here's something that you should do but my god it's gonna just watch hotel rwanda yeah just you just probably get away with it and that guy has a fucking insane story his real life story i think he just got like captured yeah, yeah. i heard that it's pretty um, insane but anyway let's get into, Teddy, get into Teddy roosevelt we we did our what 12 minutes on, uh, on world war two which will appease up world that, war two update which just will for the new stuff <laughs> <laughs> i'm really excited about this new world war two patch that's coming out that a lot of bug fixes and fucking ten dollars for the dlc god damn it. yeah that will appease the one guy yeah no i'm charging him it for this podcast everyone else gets it for free so not a girl so clearly not a girl no no um it's uh yeah yeah anyway teddy roosevelt Let's um I guess let's let's start from the beginning. So exact dates that he was president. I I don't know. Unless yeah. you wanted to start before that, because I know he's got like a long well, history of like living in Montana and being yeah. like a ranger. I think he was like nineteen hundred 
through 1908, roughly, because he didn't do two terms consecutively. Yeah. Or, like, he... His first term, he was vice president. McKinley gets assassinated. Um, so he... We got to bring that back, killing presidents. Dude, it happened. It was happening, like, a bunch. <laughs> like, a fucking lot. It was a lot. Lincoln, I, McKinley. Yeah, and I just... I read this book about uh, <laughs> Ulysses S. Grant. He was... Sub- he was supposed to be at Ford's theater like that night when Lincoln got killed. He was invited wow. and he didn't go. So it would have been like a one, two. Oh my God. Yeah. John Wilkes Booth. Almost. But that would have been like fucking four presidents. And like it was McKinley got shot. Teddy Roosevelt got shot when he was running for president. Right. The third time, which is insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he had enough of that guy. Yeah. But Honestly. that's like, yeah, that's the famous. <laughs> I think like the, I think he got shot and, Everybody's like, oh my God. And Teddy Roosevelt did something like, everybody shut up. <laughs> and he took the guy's head. Like the guy, like they, they managed to cat. It was like a anarchist, like schizophrenic. No, no real like ideology that yeah. like, wasn't like a, you know, like a rival political faction. He was just like. Someone I think, who would live in Tompkins Square Park. Yeah. These days. I think it was like the ghost of McKinley visited him in a dream and said like, Teddy Roosevelt killed me. Wow. Yeah. That's some real Roman shit. He was shit. a lunatic. Um, so that guy shoots Teddy Roosevelt. This is when Teddy Roosevelt's running for his third term under with the Bull Moose Party. He gets shot, you know, famously, like, goes through his, like, spectacle case, goes through his uh, um, speech that he had, like, prepared. And so, like, there's Bedlam. He's in the – I think he was, like, in a car, and he was like, well, everybody shut up! And he took the guy's head. He had been, like, captured. He looked at him. He's like, why the fuck? Said something along the lines of like, "What the fuck? Why'd you do that?" And then he saw that the guy was like insane. He was like, "Ah, I don't need it. I got a speech to do." And then he went and like he did a speech that night, and he was like, "Everybody, I just got fucking shot!" And everybody's like, "Oh shit!" Like that was a like a leader. Yeah, the equivalent of like dropping a new mixtape. Like you guys want to, you guys want to hear that new shit? Yeah. I just got shot because I was like pre-TV. Like there's like very limited. Was it video radio? Footage was there them. radio? Of the, like, could you uh, hear him get shot or was this pre? No, it was before the this speech. Is like, he's literally just talking to, like, a couple hundred people and that's who's... Yeah, it wow. was it was before the speech, like, in transport to the speech. He gets shot, uh, goes to the speech, does the speech, like, l- and literally as, like, his voice is, like, quivering. And, he's like, and he says, like, legit, like, I was just fucking shot. <laughs> All right. Uh, tariffs. <laughs> like, and gave like a speech. Antitrust. Yeah. Right. Um, and and it was actually like a pretty good career move to get shot. I, like, I think he was going to lose the race anyway, but like getting shot, like it, everybody was like, you know, the, the positive press coverage that comes right. out of that is just like, holy fucking shit. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. know anything about his policies, but he got shot and then did a speech like, it yeah. is admirable. And so that he did get like a boost in the polls of like the get shot in the chest and still do a speech bump. So I guess this is more of a, a general question, but I think it relates to the the time. What was kind of like the political knowledge of the late 1800s, early 1900s? Like like now we have the, the technology and the means to essentially dissect every thought that Joe Biden has ever had. Yeah. And call him a hypocrite over here and he's consistent over here and whatnot. But like the average American, did they really have any idea what the president was looking or like trying to do or how it affected yeah. them? Cause his big thing was antitrust. Do people understand 
what the Rockefellers and Carnegie and yeah, like all these guys to. were doing, or were they just like I don't know? Railroad just came through. Yeah, I think it's a valid question. Like, so Teddy Roosevelt, I would say in general, presidents prior to Teddy Roosevelt, like Teddy Roosevelt took he he was a a the most famous person in America when okay. he was president, like. He he was a war hero prior to He didn't have to compete with Scarlett Johansson though. No, yeah. And then like what is <laughs> what is entertainment or the rock. Yeah, what is entertainment at that time? Like so what he did a very good job of and he was like very famous for it is he had like pretty much an open door policy with um news reporters and stuff. Mm. And uh he gave them the idea that they were shaping policy. So he like Smart. He, he was like he what the the way that you see the president now of like biden will say things of like he'll say things to the press then he'll say things in like official announcements like teddy roosevelt was the first one to like sort of recognize like i can just go right to the press and go right to the people yeah um and so he and he was also like super knowledgeable about like how intelligent he was like i just looked at a, a quote i'd highlighted in the book i read on him was like he was like yeah when i show up to a town on like a ticket stop I spend most of the time making like references to the town. Otherwise, the people won't listen. Like to a me. good stand-up yeah, comic. Honestly, like I just drove it. <laughs> this will be a great town if they ever finish it. Like, yeah. oh fucking shit! <laughs> but he was like, and he he was a good job. He did a good job of like, I mean, the verbiage that he used to was like the square deal, mm. um, or fair deal. No, I just want to give everybody like a square deal, uh, which was kind of like his antitrust, like right messaging and stuff so he was like able to sloganize it and in a way that is like well, everybody it understands now, it. yeah like yeah uh, war on drugs like war on terror like those three he was very good at making like catchphrases for the shit that he was doing so like i don't know if and you think like americans have only gotten smarter like the literacy rate then wasn't great you know right. what i mean it couldn't have been like you know 99 percent or whatever it is now so yeah i don't think the average person like knew what he was like really up to but like i mean you look at the the political cartoons of him at that time like it, he was like a mythological figure every every cartoon that i've seen he's 50 feet tall he's got like a massive well a stick which is part of his yeah thing but like the trust busting thing, like him chasing companies away. Like he seems more like Goliath yeah. than a president. And also like, so there was like the very famous coal strike that he, um, there was like, it was a coal, uh, you know, classic strike where like the people, whether I think it was in like Pennsylvania, all the workers are uniting. Like, you know, the conditions are terrible. This is pre five day work week or whatever. I'm not really sure the exact conditions, but like he, brought the coal barons in and labor and like mediated the dispute mm. like between the two of them and like ended up like maneuvering it in a way that like the coal strike ended this was at a time when like everybody in new york like used coal to heat their houses and they were looking at like estimates of like thousands of casualties of people just freezing to death in their apartments yeah. and stuff so like he was the type of guy who was like, okay, everybody get no fucking room. Like, what is, what is this bullshit? Like, but he was also tact, like he was tactical enough to make it seem like, Hey, you guys kind of won, but you guys also kind of won. like, right. he did a lot of these like sleight of hand, um, like negotiations that like made everybody feel like they won. And like, you know, it ended up being like a small win for the workers and 
you know. Well, yeah. So from everything you've said, it sounds like he was kind of populist, but mm-hmm. at least from everything that I've heard, he doesn't come across like a populist would nowadays, like a Bernie Sanders or a Donald Trump type of figure. Yeah. I mean, he had like, there was kind of a populist. It was like William Jennings Bryant was like the sort of like Democrat. Like he was kind of doing the Bernie Sanders route of like getting everybody. He was like, right. Uh, I think he, he must He's have, saying he would kill the coal barons. Yeah. Yeah. Instead yeah. Like of like, yeah, like the, the yeah. pure, like right. social. Yeah. In terms of like his. Yeah, I mean, he just got people fucking fired up. <laughs> and he did so many insane, like, so he, he, there was, like, the trust-busting thing where he, like, I don't know how you initiate, like, a lawsuit on, you know, trust or whatever, but, like, he was... Like, created ad- antitrust. Yeah, he was, like, advocating <laughs> for it and, like, making sure his attorney general was, like, on the ball with that. Like, he negotiated the coal strike. He... uh ended the russo-japanese war so Who like was that between it was between russia and oh. japan japan immediately beats the shit out of russia so quick like people were like shocked like they destroyed their entire navy in like one battle shit um well island nation yeah you'd feel like they'd be pretty good at water but it was kind of <laughs> like it was that point where it was like japan like the rapid acceleration of like you know there was this like funny thing I saw on Instagram that it was like there was a, a period of time when like a samurai could have sent a fax. Yes. Um so like that rapid industrialization for Japan like kinda happened in like a like micro like nobody really knew about it until right. the Russo Japanese war and then it was like holy fuck uh. like they just like curb stomped Russia like yeah. immediately out the gate and it would have been a lot worse had Teddy Roosevelt not again mediated like he brought the russian generals he brought the japanese generals there's some like hysterical pictures of how tall these russians are and how small these (laughs) japanese guys are and teddy roosevelt just in the middle he was so brilliant that like he got a table like that they were like negotiating around he didn't want chairs because he was like i don't want you thinking that you're at my right hand that you're in my left hand like Mm. we're all going in as equals like he was very in in tune with like that he was i think he was the first american to win a nobel prize oh period he won the nobel peace prize for like mediating that war um so you have like all of the you know the legislation that he was passing and stuff and then these like monumental achievements on top of them that are like fucking insane that he pulled it off like so and maybe maybe we should get to this later so feel free to redirect it but like why why did people get tired of him because from the way that at least i've read about history and how he's portrayed Mm -hmm. as like antitrust like he pretty much started unions in america like Mm -hmm. he he brought uh more workers rights to average laborers like was it really just big money that was fighting against him the entire time or like what was what was the argument against him that he couldn't win that third term even with getting shot yeah it was uh so the the split that occurs uh so he it's kind of complicated he gets um i should also say i'm not an expert 
and I kind I read, of I read three books kind of and that I watched is, a documentary recently. That is way more of an expert than anyone listening to this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so McKinley gets shot. Teddy Roosevelt is vice president. He immediately becomes president in the middle of McKinley's term. Okay. Finishes out so popular that like wins in a landslide his second term in the euphoria of him women winning the second term a, like a uh like he's he's found out that he's won in a landslide like bigger a bigger win than he could have ever imagined and some reporter is like are you thinking about third term and he was like no i would never and so uh. when he said that there's there are quotes of him saying like i would cut off my fucking right arm to have that quote back wow like, because so now that he's said like i don't think and he said it in a way that like oh you know washington like because up until that point two terms is sort right. of just like a an just homage do it because everybody does yeah it, it wasn't a law yet yeah so it's kind of like oh you think you're washington fdr like, fucked that one up but yeah um <laughs> he went a little nuts oh my god and he was so sick when he ran for the oh, third term it was ridiculous but uh so now he is like on the record saying like ah, i'm not gonna do a third term so he doesn't do the third term taft who is his like protege for the third term he gets into office teddy roosevelt goes on i think the safari then or like a global world tour afterwards they might have been at the same time he traveled so widely afterwards but then he watches taft's policies like taft sort of like appeasing like the big you know the jp morgans and right was it JP? I think it was like JP yeah, Morgan. JP that, Morgan. Yeah, that era. Rockefeller, of, yeah, Carnegie. And, and uh, so those were like the the stalwart stalwart Republicans. They're essentially the Zuckerberg, Bezos, yeah. Musk of you know 120 years ago, 110 years ago. Yeah, I actually did a whole podcast on on the antitrust and like the history of oh, it. Oh, nice. You definitely um, know more about that than I do. I don't know. Shit I mean, about his it, the. I won't get into it since I did like a whole a whole podcast on it, but essentially like it's the same thing that we're we're dealing with now is like it's so hard to keep money out of politics. Yeah. That like you Teddy Roosevelt was so great because he didn't give a shit about money, it seemed like. Yeah. He was like, I am doing this for the people and these people were the the barons, the titans of industry were like, Well, we'll give you this money and he's like, I don't need that money. Yeah. I mean he definitely like he he was able to work within the party machine to get to vice president like you did still need to like appease like sure. the republican party bosses at like in tammany hall and like he he was able to like navigate all those things without like alienating the the big donors and yeah but he when he got to like when he gets to taft's term and he sees taft like reneging like a lot of his policies especially around like antitrust and um environmental stuff which is like he pretty much Teddy Roosevelt invented conservation. Like right. he's one of the first national parks. He's too, one of, right. He's one of the first recorded people saying conservation, like the word, wow. like it didn't really apply. And it was in a time oh. when like people were like, there's no Buffalo left. There used to be a million, <laughs> like imagine that you like, we haven't, there's no real equivalent in America, but like in our lifetime, like, visually you can't say like there's no buffalo there used It'd to be, be like so many buffalo squirrels just disappeared yeah like that <laughs> like what happened all of squirrels or pigeons of like jesus christ there's uh, no fucking pigeons nah, i wouldn't be upset if the pigeons left yeah i'm um, pretty tired of them but anyway so all taft like doesn't do as as much for roosevelt's you know he roosevelt pretty much says like keep doing the things that i did and taft's like 
okay. And he kind of tried, like, there's, there's a, a scene, I think, where, like, Taft, like, is crying <laughs> as, <laughs> as Teddy Roosevelt is, like, just fucking, like, unloading on him in the press. And Taft is just like, I, I don't know what else I could have done. And so, like, Teddy Roosevelt it was, like, a bully in that way, but it was also, like, what else was Taft supposed to, he was just going to copy everything that you did. Like he yeah. had other views and stuff. Um, so then Teddy Roosevelt in the afterwards Taft is running for reelection and Roosevelt decides to split the party and create the bull moose party in order to run for his third term. This was after Taft's four years and so that was like really the populist like split of like no, you know, Republican mega donors like, right, sort of like progressive policies. And you look back on like progressive policies and like what was it, it was like children shouldn't smoke while they're like <laughs> fucking working at a Ford factory. Like women, uh, women should vote. You no, know, women. Like, no, that was like I. Wasn't that around was that time? Suffrage? I thought that was like the the nineteen teens. Like, Maybe I think that I was. Right I don't know a, if he right ever like came there. out in favor of women's suffrage, <laughs> but he was like the most progressive dude that you could. Right. But like, yeah. So that was that was like prior to that, he was kind of like a Republican first, progressive second, and then he literally. Well, so, so for the listeners, the Republicans used to be the more left leaning mm-hmm. party back in that day, that which also, is which is how, why you hear like confederate supporters now saying republicans are the ones that freed the slaves it's like well they kind of oh my god and every Uh, every (laughs) like dude every black person was a republican in teddy roosevelt's time like and so that shift kind of happens like with fdr and then there's like i even read like there was like a seismic shift of black voters when jfk this is how recent it was jfk called martin luther king when he was in jail to like get him out of jail wow. when he was doing like before JFK gets assassinated. And like, even that was like an event that pushes like black people traditionally towards like Democratic. the democratic Very party. So it was like a, a century long um, thing, but like, yeah, the, the bull moose party at that point was like pure progressive policy. And then he ran against Woodrow Wilson, who was like, yeah, I also think those things like, yeah the, right so it, like <laughs> that was and teddy roosevelt recognized it immediately when woodrow wilson comes out of the democratic primary is like ah he's got most of the same ideas that i do so it's like yeah no i think yeah trust busting like what are we talking there was no debate like so that was so is it fair to say that like the the modern day similarity would be like if trump started his own third party and yeah. then ran against ron DeSantis for the presidency yeah and ron DeSantis is looking at him like bro we got the same beliefs here man yeah. like you're just splitting the no, party no 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 <laughs> it would be it would be like trump and trump splitting the party running against biden and trump and biden have like pretty much the same progressive policies so it'd be trump oh, like it would right. be trump like so like teddy roosevelt ar- arguing against woodrow wilson is like so the, it was a three-person race. It was Woodrow Wilson for the Democrats, right. and then for the Republicans, it was Teddy Roosevelt for the progressives, and then Taft for the uh, you know stalwart Republicans is what they're called. So like the party line, and so like Teddy Roosevelt, like 
I mean, there weren't debates, but every point was like Woodrow Wilson was like, yeah, no, dude, we're on the same page. Like, what are you fucking? Do you like, want no, to be like Secretary of State or yeah, something? Like, he, I'll give you a job here, man. <laughs> and like, and that was why like Teddy Roosevelt like knew he was gonna. He didn't know how bad he was gonna get like whopped. Yeah, like walloped. I mean, just a third party is pretty. Yeah, he pretty beat, tough to win. He did beat Taft though. Yeah, so it was like that's true. Uh, Wilson, Teddy Roosevelt, and Taft like got like no votes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least in my head, unless you've got uh, a more specific answer for that, I think like you know, I those older elections, I always go back to like how much do people really know, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then Woodrow Wilson, he didn't. Who was? Um, oh, I'm thinking of uh, Hoover, who had yeah. like the shit show in the Great Depression. Yeah, um, no, Woodrow Wilson was like, he like keeping them out of war i think he won two terms like so he gets in in like 1910 he's i think he ran a second time and it was like he kept us out of war was like the uh the tagline i would i i'm pretty sure he was an eight a two-term president i'm not really sure now that i think about it but um yeah but in terms of like anyway yeah why do people not What's there not to like about Teddy Roosevelt? Super racist. Like, <laughs> so white supremacist. Wow. Like, because it, it, it's like, this is kind of like the, everybody back then was a piece of shit. Sure. Because he, he literally is just like on the record saying like, oh, those black people, they're a good race. Like, I think, you know, like, they're like, you're, you're, you're talking about like nineteen or 20th century race theory where he's like, yeah, you know, just the, the generalizations that he speaks with. And then like, there are a couple like really ugly issues with African-Americans with him. So like Hmm. he has Booker T Washington over the white house for dinner. And, uh, it's like, you know, the big, I think it was, if not, I think Grant had some black people over at the white house, but like Booker T Washington, arguably the most famous African-American at that time, like largely considered like a spokesperson for a majority of African-Americans. Teddy Roosevelt has him over for dinner. The backlash from the South is so bad that he never does it again. Wow. So like you can say like, oh, he was kind of the person that did it. But like he also like he was (laughs) like, oh, I'm never doing that. That was a big headache. And so there was a very ugly incident in Texas where it was like, I can't remember the size of the army unit, but there was a riot that was reported. I think it was like, called like brownsville or something which might be worth looking up but um the the town reports like oh my god this all black brigade they went on a shooting spree down here like they shot up the whole town like you got to send somebody down here to investigate and they went down and investigated and it was like the bullets that were found on site were not army issued like yeah it, it ended up being like a story of you know like the the white people in the town not liking that there was an all black regiment stationed there they uh, fabricate a and this is all like after the fact like how much did teddy roosevelt know you know i'm i'm pretty sure he's he's pretty up to date on it yeah um and so all of the people who were in that brigade all african american soldiers were decommissioned from the army lost their pension and benefits shit so that's like i mean so he just like 
appeased the yeah the, the townsfolk yeah and the the southern democrats as I well mean, not not to say the catholic church is doing the right thing but i feel like he could have taken a note and just shifted him somewhere else yeah um there's he definitely could have catholic churched him um a term i don't know i don't know how much they knew the catholic church was doing that yeah. back then but you know but it was it worked for them yeah for a while they got away with it for they, a long time and they would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for the the meddling documentary <laughs> meddling documentary spotlight <laughs> <laughs> fucking mark ruffalo yeah it would have gotten away with all that molested too if it wasn't for yeah. that meddling mark ruffalo <laughs> my uh the church that was like fun fact the church that was like two miles from my house that my stepmom used to go to was on that list at the end of that movie oh my god dude so many yeah i went to a it's uh, uh yeah i was like no shit i had to text my dad yeah but it's also like my high school was like i think like the 70s there was a and it, you know it all it comes out now 70s yeah. or 80s um yeah so yeah that was uh they should have catholic churched those people um and then also he was in terms of why I hate teddy roosevelt absolute insane imperialists like Really, really, just wanted Yet he's to like peace breaking, uh, peace keeping between the Japanese he was and both the Russians. Of those things. He was he wow. shot a dude with a pistol in fucking San Juan, <laughs> like when he was as part of the Rough Riders. He literally like went to Cuba, and shot a Spanish guy. I mean, it was like a battle. Yeah, this is where he got his like fame as like a war hero. But like, I mean, he was a murderer. Like he shot a, a he killed a he advocated like over like that was what the ken burns documentary did a really good job of of like you look at his readings like there's a real bloodlust where like he believes that like battle is good like this pre-world war one so everybody sure. thought like and even right. him fighting in the spanish-american war was like lasted a week right so like it was pretty dope like you know get and fucked up with the boys and what like 30 years after the civil war so like the new generation of young kids oh, yeah. didn't remember how terrible that was yeah and like, like yeah. he was a child when i think his mom was like a southern sympathizer um so his house was kind of split of like i like the north mm. i like the south but yeah like so he was a i mean he built the panama canal like i was gonna ask wasn't that his <coughs> wasn't that his thing was that really when yeah. we kind of took panama under like the kind of vassalage that we yeah him under for a hundred years so talk about imperialism that was like so it was oh god Colombia, I think Colombia, Panama was not recognized as a country. They were like a region within, I think it was Colombia. Interesting. And so what Teddy Roosevelt did is he told like there was like a rebellion within Panama and he through back channels like was like, we're not going to stop you guys of you like they had made a deal for the panama canal in fact have a couple guns yeah have a, just a few i don't know so they made we'll a race the american sticker yeah on. they made a deal with the the, the colombians panama is part of colombia and the the deal for you know however many hundreds of millions of dollars like or tens of millions of dollars we're gonna put a canal through panama and Colombia like was either like reneging on it or like trying to up the price. So rather than like renegotiating, Teddy Roosevelt like silently sponsored a coup, like in <laughs> Panama. Like that's some modern shit. Yeah, I mean, he was saying like he was like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say no. Like through the back channels, he's very coy about it. But then as soon as you know, it becomes like ah, the 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 Panama army has like taken control of the capital. Teddy Roosevelt is the first person to declare them as a country. 
like recognize their statehood nice. renegotiates the panama canal deal nice. for a lower deal and then like gets building like so that like that's sort of like meddling in international affairs is like not chill now and it did set off like the you know you look at how much we've meddled in like south american affairs since i mean like every year yeah pretty much every year. <laughs> it's like, that's all we do is meddle there and the middle east i mean it like goes in it, it goes in swings right like in the early 1900s it was like we're not meddling in shit like i like we want to be like we want to focus on ourselves we just had this civil war we're trying like jim crow we're trying to like build with the new with the reconstruction um the world war one happens we're like all right we'll fuck with them and then it goes backwards and then world war two we become this like all right we're the the hero of the world the fucking cops we need to like go in every democracy everywhere and that's where it starts and now we're back to like bernie sanders saying um hey, we should not fuck with other countries and everyone now going, yeah, it actually sounds like a good idea again. Yeah. Which That's why like, we're pulling out of Afghanistan even though the Taliban's taken back over. Which was like a while... <laughs> I'm in a group chat with like a bunch of... Like my college friends are all Trump Republicans. Like wow. if Trump made a new party, they would be... Like they're my friends from college. Like, um, And I got a text today from one of them. It was like, he's in the army and he's like what we're doing like leaving the afghan people like that is fucking incomprehensible and i was like trump, trump did tried the same thing. so yeah. ho- i was like <laughs> it's we're getting to a point where like current affairs are happening so quickly that's like i don't know who who is pro afghan like right. are republicans now pro afghan like well the republicans are pro elongated war yeah but even um, then but now they're the, like the military industrial complex yeah i was it was but trump was anti keeping the troops over there too yeah i was like so what what are the rules like because like (laughs) trump did that in and it was and you know i'm a bleeding heart liberal but it was like the same thing that happened in like turkey where trump was like are you gonna invade he's like to the dictator or you know erogadin or whatever his name is and he was like no i'm not gonna invade He's like, okay. Erdogan. Yeah, Erdogan. Yeah. And he pulls out. See, that's uh, how I know you read. Because yeah. that's Erogadin is how yeah. it's spelled. Erogadin, yeah. <laughs> See, I only listen to podcasts, which is how I knew it was Erdogan, but so, sorry. So Trump pulls <laughs> out of, was it Syria? Uh, yeah, it might have been Syria. Yeah, he pulls out of Syria, and then the, the Turks come in, and the, the Kurds are like, the Kurdistani people are like, I can't believe you betrayed us. And it's like, did we just do that to Afghanistan? Like, we're just like, yeah. no one knows the, <laughs> what is all you could say is that like, it is terrible for Biden's presidency. Like the fact yeah. that like <laughs> Afghanistan is falling like this quickly. Like, I think it's probably national public opinion would be like, yeah, get us out. But like, we couldn't have left worse no. than like, no a city a day uh, falling like it's insane uh, i was just listening to a podcast on it but anyway uh we're not doing current events here although i do have yeah. to ask what's it like to be the only one of your friends is vaccinated um, <laughs> do you feel invulnerable dude do you one feel of them better than like, them one of them has this thing about like <laughs> dude i don't know like right, fitz is about to lick an outlet so oh, no, please don't. if the dog gets electrocuted all right go on That'd he's done content. um <laughs> yeah dude the the vaccine misinformation is like yeah ridiculous yeah um we can get into that another time but anyway yeah the anti the imperialist mindset and you know 
I think your friend with Trump is is a good mirror to kind of the thing that I keep bringing up is like, did people understand what Teddy Roosevelt was doing with Panama or were they just like, he's in other countries, I want him focused here and like didn't even realize what he was doing? Because the yeah. Panama Canal opened up an incredible amount of commerce. Oh yeah, and you look at like, I mean, there is a there is an account of like Ulysses, U.S. Grant, I don't know, Ulysses S. Grant. Um, of him just get like think about what it took to get from New York to California. It took a railroad. Previously, it was like, like so you had to go over land. Yeah, and and then like even if you were like, okay, I'm gonna do it, you know, water is like half, quicker half of the way to you land in Panama. You have to carry your shit through Panama. Yeah, you have to get it re picked up by a new boat that didn't make it through. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. So the or you go around South America, yeah. That's a pain in the ass because you're in the Arctic <laughs> Circle. Yeah, and it was just like a gigantic, like world-changing, like benefit to. I mean, it's like incomprehensible how big of a deal it was for like American commerce, for the world's commerce. Yeah, and like Europe. Like, yeah, that was the whole point of Columbus landing. He yeah. was hoping to find the Panama Canal. He really was like and Teddy Roosevelt. He, he was, missed, but yeah, and Teddy Roosevelt was the type of person who's just like. Fuck it. I, I'm gonna make it. Like, I'm, <laughs> and then he's like the first. He shows I'd up. I'd love there. to be in that meeting. He's like, we're gonna, we're gonna yeah. dig a trench in Panama. They're like, what? I think it was like a French company prior, so like they took over all this like equipment and stuff. So he, I think, I'm pretty sure him going down there was like the first time an American president left the country while in office. Like wow. he went to the Panama Canal. Like there's an image of him in like a backhoe with like this like ludicrous white suit like I mean, he was a fucking <laughs> baller <laughs> i'm picturing a giant hat like dim oh, dimadome yeah. from the fairly hot yeah it was not he, i mean he was like he was that was the other thing too it's like sort of there's a power in being like a caricature yeah i mean teddy roosevelt's brilliant like he has like you know there he he wrote dozens of books like the the war of eight the naval war of eighteen twelve he wrote a book about it in college and it was like immediately just recognizes like oh yeah no that's like a very good account like of the naval war of eighteen twelve like so he like you can have like this sort of like buffoonery also like there's quotes of like Edith his wife saying like I have he's a child like he is legitimately a he just sounds like he's got a shitload of energy. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, yeah. That's, like, the, the coolest part about, like, reading about him is, like, people trying to describe him is, like, he was, like, you hear, like, electric, like, all of these, like, n like action verbs of, like, he, you know, he had to, he was, like, boxing in the White House, and a guy, like, broke his eye socket, and he was, like, kind of blind, in office like he broke his eye socket in office uh, lost like <laughs> the ability to see out of his eye kept going like, yeah. like <laughs> and also he was boxing up until that point like yeah. in roughhouse like he would just beat the sh like he would just have these like beat the uh, shit out of people that those showed people up. terrify me oh my like, god like i yeah. know a few of them and and in real life i'm like i want nothing to do with you yeah and like <laughs> He will let you do your thing over there. Yeah. The, the amount of like physical, you know, I mean, as, as he, he gets sounds older, like Bert Kreischer, 
Kinda, yeah. Without the drinking, <laughs> with it, well, yeah. Well, he drank a little. He actually, I like, just assumed everybody back then was drunk all the time. He actually, how crazy is this? Because he was so like charismatic and boisterous, like he was on the campaign trail, and a reporter was like, "Teddy Roosevelt clearly drunk," and he sued the reporter <laughs> wow. for slander. Like goes to court. FDR ends up showing up as like a character witness. <laughs> and it was like my he doesn't drink and he wins the case like he wow he ended up like arguing and saying like no i don't fucking drink <laughs> you think i fucking drink i don't fucking drink. i'll that take that dude's it to court. punishment was to dig the panama canal yeah and just got so his, much malaria his kids are still down there he got so much malaria oh man yeah there's like the he's he's got like paul bunyan style stories of yeah. like i mean he literally like exercised asthma out of his body like he had very terrible childhood asthma. And there was like this like summer, a couple of summers where his dad was like, there's no cure for that. Like you have to yeah. rebuild yourself. And so he like did all this like gymnastics, boxing, like rowing, like became a, I mean, he's, he wasn't very a big child, but like he beat the shit out of asthma until it just like ne- didn't bother him anymore there was no wow. cure there's no med like the the so treatment just got used to it yeah the treatment at that point was like go up to the woods for some good air yeah I was like, That's not gonna- we'll give you a leech or two if yeah. you really want yeah blooding him yeah exactly so like those are like the 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 things i admire about him are like those stories like there's a point when he held the record for most hands shaken in a day <laughs> like on new year's eve he like <laughs> Or like New Year's Day or like Christmas Day, he just like, all right, we're gonna shake everybody's hand, <laughs> like find him up, and he was just like, hey, how's it going? Is this right. guy on meth? See you later. Like, hey, <laughs> oh, what, what's up? Hey, okay. It was like, how do you, how do you have that kind of energy? Yeah, the Spanish flu would have killed him instantly. Well, here's so, here's why he had the energy, is because when he was an assemblyman in New York, same day, his mom and his wife die. Shit. And so he, after that... Oh, you could get away with so much shit if both the female figures in your life died. Think of how many jazz documentaries you could watch but also, if your girlfriend and your mom both yeah, died. Yeah, but think about... So rather than... <laughs> so his his mom dies, you know, his mom is like... He idolized his mom. He really idolized his dad. His dad died when he was young as well. Um, but he's, you know, like a 28-year-old, 25-year-old, like, assemblyman in New York. His wife dies during childbirth. So he gets a daughter and then, but his mom and like, he, he had a journal entry on the day where he was just like, the light has gone out of my life and just like a big X. And from that point on, he was always like real energetic beforehand. But from that point on, he started running from shit where he was like, (laughs) if I, if if he had like depression is like a known trait in like the Roosevelt family. I think like his brother ended up killing himself. Like there is like sort of a strain of depression. And he was like, Nope. No, there's not like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll go out West. I'm going to become a, I'm going to become a cattle rancher. I'm going to fucking, and it was like, Hey, no, I don't think anybody was ever like, how are you handling the death? Like, yeah. Right. What? Splendid. What are you talking about? Okay. I'm going to go. Oh, there's a war in Cuba. I'm going to go. Ah, like he never, if I keep working, the anxiety can't catch me. Yeah. And so like, that was kind of like, so he had like a natural propensity for energy. And then also this, uh, incomprehensible grief that he never dealt with wow never addressed never said his wife's name again after that wow point. he's At, a real fucking man yeah dude that he, is an old school like, oh, 
Like, it was like, Teddy Roosevelt, like, you're done being president. What are you going to I'm going to go to Africa. I'm going to kill everything. I'm going to kill every fucking thing that I see. And he did. He killed everything. He killed. He's so. You look at what he killed in Africa, and it's like multiple elephants. Jeez. Like, did dude, he strangle them too? Oh or my was he God, like dude. cheating he, using a gun? And he was also like, he was a taxidermist too. Like, he was such a freak. So, like, when he was young, he would like kill birds and like. He, he made pretty much his own zoo as a child. He was like, look at all this shit I got. And he was just like constantly like taxidermying, like embalming Remember what I said? I, I don't like people like this. No, dude. <laughs> like from afar, I respect it. Yeah. But boy, watching that kid grow up and be like, There's, this is, he's either going to be really famous for a good reason or a really bad one. It could have gone, it really could have gone either way. Yeah. He could have been Jack the Ripper. I mean, he killed so many animals and then like you talk about like serial killers and like what's the first thing i mean his killing of animals was always like academic but then it was also like if you killed one rhino why do you have to kill two more rhinos right so it's a really hard thing to sort of like justify because it's like he is this environmentalist he makes all the national parks and also would you shoot a fucking rhino in its head yeah Get a better hobby, dog. Yeah. <laughs> All just because he couldn't. It was like, just, it's okay to be sad. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, no, stop. <laughs> yeah. It's like, stop killing rhino. Like, just deal with it. He kill, He named every single rhino he killed after his wife. Yeah, fucking Alice. Alice? Alice. Alice, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, we got, what, five minutes left. Mm. If you want to do a speed round or if there's like one topic you haven't brought up. About Teddy Roosevelt. Now is the time, or we could, edit, you know, five. It's your five minutes. Yeah, I mean, he's good. He's a good guy. <laughs> Pretty racist. Everybody then racist. Everybody killed a lot of animals. Was racist. Yeah. Yeah. Progressive, but also, you know, conservationist, but also, yeah. And just like it was also like probably the most well, one of the most well qualified. Like he was brilliant. Like he read a book of fuck, you know, multiple books a day. There's, Jeez. There's reports of him like um writing and dictating at the same time like different messages like he was able to like do like parallel thought at the same time so his brain just was different yeah and so like you look at like i mean trump and biden are like not the most qualified like they're not like their resume and like also just in terms of like mental ability like right Teddy Roosevelt was like 40 something like prime you look at at like Obama like that type of energy but even Obama was like it was revolutionary that like Obama played basketball right and it was like dude Teddy Roosevelt was beating the shit out of people who showed up (laughs) he would just like box and like beat people with sticks like the act like so like that is what is and kind of like you look at like the I think decline of America. Like we're not, you know, it's not going to be good. It's been downhill since 1900. Let me tell yeah, you. But you look at that as like, <laughs> that was a time when it was like the right person for the right job, like boundless energy, a country that had boundless energy. This is like, just as the industrial revolution is yeah. post world war two reconstruction. You know, like we, everyone's moving out West. California's just becoming yeah, a thing. And Ever. so it was like, it's this rare moment in history where it's like, no, he was, if you did a fucking, job interview of every person in america is like no that was the best person this lunatic was like yeah. the best person for the job like smartest yeah most energy i mean it's it's like you said on the last podcast like there are times in history when it's useful to have a dictator yeah and 
this applies to him. Like he was, it sounds like he was essentially the perfect person for that role at that time. And not that he, like everything was right, but his ability to talk to both sides on every single issue oh, yeah. is like, that's something honestly that we need right now. But it also feels like, look, the president now essentially is the leader of the free world yeah, where Teddy Roosevelt could get away with doing all that wacky shit because he was just the wacky American president yeah. that Europe was like, ah, fuck that guy. It'd be like, you know, if you had a, if Fitz started doing something really weird, we'd yeah. be like, ah, he's just being a dog. No, yeah. It was like America <laughs> in the ascension, like in the ascendance. Cause like, it's really the start of the ascendancy. You get to world war two and it's like, you know, post World War Two. That's the boom. That's you know, we yeah. are the only superpower left. It's a solar, like a single superpower. But like that was ramping up and who do you need at the helm when shit's ramping up? Like you need a fucking lunatic. And that yeah. was what we had, thankfully, at the time. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a pretty good place to end, actually. Follow me on Instagram. What's your Instagram? This is my name. At Dan Polzello. <laughs> All right, I'll put it in the uh, I'll put it in the show notes. But yeah, give him a follow on Instagram. Are you still doing those TikToks? Still making TikToks. It, oh, here's this will take thirty seconds. I went super viral on gay TikTok. That's amazing. Ten thousand new gay followers. That is awesome. A thousand new Instagram gay followers who chased me from TikTok. <laughs> found my ins- not like I was hiding, but no. like. <laughs> Your your it's weird. Your Instagram says no gays here, Dude, but they just broke right through. They are so supportive, and so many of them want to have sex with me. That is amazing. It was really was it one of the Europe ones? No, the, like the Europe America ones. The joke is, I'm very hairy in the gay community. I'm what's known as a ugh. <laughs> funny joke. It's funny. Amazing. Two hundred and fifty thousand views. Beautiful. Three thousand comments saying. You're fucking sexy. Like, like if, like, oh, ew, no. Like, you're a fucking bear. Like, it is complimentary, but it's sexual harassment. Like, yeah. it, it, it is is like, this what women have to deal with? Yeah, and I told my girlfriend, I was like, hey, listen, like, just want you to know, I've been getting, like, at, like 10 pretty provocative DMs. Like, I delete them all the time. And, like, but, like, thank you to the gay community for enjoying it. It, it was just really fucking funny. That is awesome. I'm just like watching. I'm just like, oh, God, I'm going to get some DMs. And now every one of those comments that says you're hot as hell, you could just show them to your girlfriend whenever she's yeah. pissing you off. You're like, hey, this is option B. Yeah. Like you're option A. Don't get me wrong. Of course, of course, of course, like, of course. But if option B is right here. You slip up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just start scroll. Like don't even look at her. Just like start scrolling. <laughs> um. No, it's it's funny. Your your TikToks on the difference between Europe and America. I think I had like four of my other friends just send them to me randomly, oh, yeah. have having no idea yeah. that uh, I actually knew who you were. And then also my girlfriend's mom sent like her a, f- a few of Jeez your TikToks. Louise. Yeah, I know. When it gets to like mom range, that's how yeah. you know you're getting you're getting up there. Getting so go follow man. follow you on TikTok. It's the same at pulled Dan Pulzello, right? Yep. Follow okay. me. And, cool. Uh, thanks for having and me. Then, and then, yeah, you got shows going on in the city. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I'm always at LOL. Um, oh, nice. Which is new. Nice. Congratulations. Um, I'm in Connecticut Sunday. They bet they love you there. Yeah, Gotham Mondays sometimes, but nice. Nothing I'm really promoting. Just like All right. you know. Well, if you're in the city, 
Oh, Go yeah. Check them out. Yeah, just DM me. And right you do there. my show every once in a while. Oh, yeah, I make grunts so. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Follow me at Corey T Comedy on all social media. I've also got a decent TikTok following now, so go check out what nice, I'm nice, doing nice. there. What? Nice, nice, nice. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, every Monday, Greenwich Village Comedy Club. And then come see me at Three Monkeys uh, just about every weekend at this point. Hell yeah. But we'll do this again. We'll do, <clears throat> maybe we'll, we'll do one on the, uh, the either the Japanese documentary or we could do like modern, yeah. modern political well, we discourse. we got to ask that guy what he wants. That's true. Yeah, yeah, we'll put out a survey to one person to see what it's. Yeah, because I could talk about this shit all day.